0: the smell of clean burning propane folks heating up the grill to delicious hey people scabbard here reminding you to check us out on social media at legit www. and if you like the show give us a rating or write a review it really does help us out and now let's get into the highlights from the bbq pay-per-view the body bash quest folks backstage here with Jim Jones and Mike Moore. Jim Jones is about to debut in the WWW, and Jim, Jim, are you concerned at all about the opponents ignoring uh, the no-headshot stipulation for this match?
1: (laughs) That would be incredibly foolish on his part. I mean, there is a, there's a famous saying, uh, this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem, and a tyranny problem disguised as a security problem, and it would be really bad for his national security if he were to violate the stipulations of the rules heretofore.
0: And, Jim, I understand Mike Moore is going to be accompanying you to the ring. Uh, he's your new trainee.
1: What do you expect from Mike Moore out there? I put a small pistol into his boots uh, before the match. Wait, his, what? Uh, I, Michael? Michael. I need you to go... No, nope, go back over there. You don't need to hear this. Cool. So, anyway, um, I, I'm expecting extreme concentration on his part. He's going to focus directly in on me and my breath. He's gonna synchronize his breath with my breath. We've been practicing Lotus Tantric breathing for about three weeks now. Um, And then, uh, you know, quite frankly, since he is still a pupil, I would expect him to be uh, really following along with, you know, axe kick, front kick, side kick, uh, side kick, side kick front kick you know all the all the classic kicks if he if he attempts a throw i don't I that would be a little foolish but
0: well if if we can jim can we bring mike moore back over here real quick i do have a quick question for him I, hey man what can i say i mean hey what's up what kind of support can we expect from you ringside as you as jim makes his debut here
2: just like my man, my main man said before, 25% of tyranny is always going to be incorporated with 15% of insanity. With the, with no one sh- should tell
0: you to tread on these. So, like, it's been a great three weeks. And I understand you're going to be mic'd up during the match as well. So,
1: Mike's going
2: to be mic'd up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a T-shirt. It's going to be a T-shirt I'm going to be wearing that it's going to be blowing minds. Mike's miked up and on the back is to say, Moore's got more.
0: All right, guys, good luck out there. Jim Jones's big debut with Mike Moore at his side.
3: We'll see you post match, guys. Whoop, whoop. Get back over there. Uh. The day we were all waiting for. The first big pay per view since the fateful wrestler mania and a brand new pay per view to boot. We've been pumped for this event, although we are a bit confused as the timing for a barbecue themed pay per view. We'd expect that to be more of a summer thing, but I guess grilling is a year-round fixture. We've especially been looking forward to the first match on the card, the debut of Jim Jones. He has really been built up here. He's just so well-known from his fighting career and the best fighting championship. As we learned from last week's contract signing for this match, there are no headshots allowed due to Jim Jones' absurd amount of concussions in the BFC. His opponent, Gideon Cage, isn't known as a strict follower of the rules, especially when his manager, Karen, is in his corner. She seems to only want to follow rules that she thinks are fair, which didn't do Jim Jones any favors in this match. As the bell rang, both men slowly approached the center of the ring and looked like Jim Jones went in to touch gloves, even though he wasn't wearing any. Cage took advantage of Jones' confusion, gave him a swift pump kick, followed by a leg lock. Most wrestlers tend to avoid Jones at all costs, but Cage has no fear when Karen is in his corner, and he had no problem putting the offensive onto Jim Jones. Once Jones got over the realization that the match had actually begun and he was, in fact, losing, he slowly turned things around. We have never seen a wrestler go for so many consecutive spin kicks. We don't know how Jones stayed on his feet. As Cage was barely able to stay upright, Jim Jones delivered a huge shotgun dropkick, yeah! staggering Cage into the corner, where his head hit the turnbuckle with a sickening crunch. At this point, Jones left the ring to talk to Mike Moore, and what looked like him trying to have a teaching moment. Mike Moore was actually microphoned up for this, so let's listen to what happened during this crucial moment of last
1: night's match. We need to set our breath. Michael, Let's assume lotus position and we're going to inhale on the yum, 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 and exhale. And done. Done. one more yum, 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 and we have exhale.
3: This left Karen Cage to attend to her wrestler. Luckily, it appears that Karen is an expert in American essential oil wrestling, and after massaging Gideon's temples a bit with an oily substance, he seemed to come too. As the ref was checking on the health and responsiveness of the now-conscious Gideon Cage, Karen reached under the ring and pulled out a mannequin arm and bitch-slapped Mike Moore with it. He went down immediately, and we didn't see him regain consciousness. She then turned the arm on Jim Jones and clubbed him over the head with it, putting him completely out of commission. She rolled him into the ring, where Gideon Cage took advantage and got the one, two, three for the win. After the match, the ref confronted Karen Cage about the mannequin arm, repeatedly asking if she had used this weapon and that it was not allowed. Karen, did you just use
4: this weapon? I'm just here trying to look out for the no. best interest of no, the No, we- did you use and the weapon? Did you use the mannequin arm? All this- I my just because i just to a Did you? Okay? So you can't take that away from The me.
3: mannequin. Away. What a mess.
0: The second match of the evening put the hide-and-seek belt on the line as the certifiable Berserker defended against the big man, Puffy Buttons. Since winning the strap, Berserker has done all of his hiding in plain sight, not taking the belt seriously at all. Puffy Buttons, the one-time hide-and-seek champ, seems to relish the idea of hiding his massive frame, although he has never been good at it. He's seeking some retribution against Berserker for taking the belt off him earlier this year, when Berserker blindsided him at his car with a vacuum. It appears Berserker has fully embraced the vacuum, as the dulcet tones of a vacuum cleaner in action now constitute his intro music, and he once again had a Dyson Ball vacuum over his shoulder. Once in the ring, he frantically paced around, waiting for his opponent. Puffy Buttons' intro music came and went, and there was no sign of the big man, though. Slowly, we saw a hideously colored sleeve poke out from under the ring skirt, and eventually, Puffy Buttons crawled his way out, trying to avoid the gaze of Berserker. Perhaps, if it was any other opponent, this gambit may have worked. Berserker, in his constant pacing, though, easily spied the big man, and while Buttons was still on all fours, he hurled the vacuum over the ropes, crashing into his skull. Berserker jumped out of the ring, landing square on Puffy Button's chest, and got the 1-2-3. He then took the time to run his vacuum over Puffy Button's limp frame, taking special care to go over his absurdly large buttons several times, until they broke off the hideous coat.
3: The next match on the card has to be one of the biggest letdowns in WWE history. It is a classic example of terrible booking and poor management. The tag title was on the line, with the Trace Hombres defending against the Rancho Randos. Again. This was literally the exact same match as we all saw last week. As if the booking wasn't bad enough, the match finish was also the exact same as the previous week. It would be one thing to have the same teams face off with a revenge or possibly a redemption storyline, but there was no buildup for this whatsoever. It wasn't so much as a rematch as a replay. Just like last week, the Ombres started off hot, delivering a handful of double-team moves and effectively cutting the ring in half. The Rancho Randos, once again, couldn't pull off any big moves. They were just moving targets. This one even ended the exact same way. Rick Bigley drop kicked Debo Sunspot off the apron, <coughs> then tagged in his even bigger brother, Rick Bigley Jr., to double-team sure enough. They got him with the ménage claw and earned the victory. What a colossal waste of everyone's time.
0: And then we hit the main event. This pay-per-view has been built up to be the hottest figurative and literal event in WWW history. This triple threat main event for the top title will definitely be remembered, but maybe that's not always a good thing three of the top worldwide wrestling of the world competitors duking it out for the top title. An ordinary cage match isn't enough for the WWW, they always need to take it three steps too far. This cage was red hot from being heated to over 400 degrees, resulting in pretty serious burns on contact. If that's not enough to make you squeamish, the ring was also littered with the tools of the trade, as management put it, meaning grilling tools and paraphernalia. We're talking metal spatulas, a pair of tongs, what looked to be jugs of ketchup and mustard, even a bristle brush meant for cleaning your grill. We even think we saw a set of those bear claws for shredding meat, as well as paper plates and napkins. Luckily, the three competitors all seemed up for the task. First, to make his way to the ring, was Joey Pepperoni, with his brother-in-law, Tony Bologna, in tow. Joey looked to be all business, despite Tony's frequent tossing of bologna slices into the crowd and getting into fans' face, screaming, Next down the ramp was Duke Wellington. Wellington hasn't seemed himself since his injury last year. The former strategic and technically proficient wrestler has been replaced with a madman who feels no pain and no fear, which makes him a great contender for this match. And finally, the reigning champ, Max Tang. Tang has a long list of accolades, holding the top title for five and a half years. He's been in some epic contests, but these last couple of years, the fans have definitely grown tired of him. He seems to rely more on his status as champ than his skills as a wrestler. As soon as the bell rang, Duke Wellington charged Max Tang and hit him with a huge lariat. As soon as Tang got to his feet, Wellington grabbed him and tried hurling him into the cage, the two ultimately just struggling in a stalemate for several minutes. Joey Pepperoni, meanwhile, was entertaining himself by grilling up Italian meats on the cage using the supplied tongs. He seemed pretty content for the time being, despite Tony Bologna yelling instructions to him from outside the cage. Wellington eventually gave up trying to lift Max Tang into the cage, and instead went for the spatula, and started whipping him with it. The smacking noise it made against his back was haunting, and that will always stay with us. Tang answered back by hurling a jug of ketchup at Duke Wellington, catching him right in the face. The result was terrifying, covering an already crazed Duke Wellington in a crimson mask of ketchup, and probably some blood, too. Not to be deterred, he delivered a huge running drop kick to Tang, launching him backwards into the cage. This is when things really went bad. The combination of Max Tang screaming in agony as his flesh burned and the smell of burning flesh resulted in a lot of fans losing their lunch. It was enough to distract Joey Pepperoni from his cooking and to get in the fight before he got burned. Literally. Joey came at Duke Wellington from behind and grabbed his ear with the tongs still in his hand. Duke Wellington didn't make a sound, he just slowly turned towards Pepperoni and with a crazed look in his eye, headbutted him despite his ear still being in the tongs. We're 90% sure a piece of his ear got ripped off in the process, but he acted like it was nothing. Wellington then picked up a wire brush and began jabbing it into Pepperoni's chest and face. Things weren't looking good for Pepperoni, but out of nowhere he grabbed his steaming meats from the cage and flung them into the face of Duke Wellington, completely stunning him and sending him back to the middle of the ring. Before Pepperoni could finish him off though, the voice of Tony Bologna rose above the din of vomiting from the audience, exclaiming, For some idiotic reason, Tony Bologna was trying to climb the cage to help his brother-in-law, resulting in him severely burning himself. This blood-curdling scream was enough to make Joey Pepperoni turn towards his partner, giving Duke Wellington the opening he needed. He rolled up Joey Pepperoni from behind, and the surprising move got him the 1-2-3. Duke Wellington shocked Joey Pepperoni and destroyed Max Tang, earning himself the top title. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on the trials and tribulations of life as a WWW signee. Hey folks, backstage here again with Jim Jones and Mike Moore. We've got the duo in tow. Jim, walk us through the start of the match. It looked like you had some BFC flashbacks. You went to touch gloves with Gideon Cage, but no one was wearing any gloves. Walk us through the beginning of the match and then we'll talk about the outcome.
1: Does someone want to check in? Unkitty engaged, because I have a feeling he's, um, does he need medical attention? Because, uh, you know, I I rocked him. Rocked him right in the face, right? Several body kicks. I think he might be dead. I, I feel like there is a mill wheel grinding my entire brain right now. Well, Jim, um, I don't know, it sounds, you do realize that you lost the match, right? Yeah, losses for him all over the place it was a one two three clear count jim jones winner 2019 2020 and above
0: do we have any kool-aid for him we should get him some kool-aid or water or something uh let's go to let's go to mike Moore. mike you were ringside the entire match um yes i was you also got knocked out with uh karen cage uh, hit you upside the head with a mannequin arm walk us through the match and what you saw with uh with jim jones here man what what are you feeling? Well, he did a great job, and, and it, was, it was a travesty what,
2: what you don't believe the papers, what you read about him. So, I mean, you know, I was mid-breath. Let's talk about what happened to me. I got, I got knocked out. It happens. You know, I was mid-breath. I was yelling at Gideon Cage. I was going, get in your cage, and right at the, get in your, and it, oh, just in the side of my mouth. It just came out of nowhere, and and that was my fault. You know, I think maybe that might have distracted the crowd and the noise from um, the true victor, which is uh, you know Master Jim Jones. That's all she wrote. You know, and I am thirsty. I could I could go for some Kool Aid too. That would I'm not going to turn that away.
0: Okay, we can yeah we got well yeah we'll get you some Kool Aid over Thank here. God. I'm curious so. The cameras didn't pick up you regaining consciousness, and I'm just curious uh, how you made it backstage, who helped you get backstage? Was it was it your new master, Jim Jones, or how did you actually come to... I only assume. Great question for you and me both to have. Um,
2: I'd love to, you know... Maybe, well, you know, we'll leave it in the hands of the trainer, the trainings, and the teachings of Jim Jones. That's what got me backstage, but that's what got me talking to you, and um, I can't wait to see this footage, because I don't remember how we got started talking about this, so
0: uh, great to be here.
1: The universe rewards. Yeah, as
0: also with you. Uh, Jim Jones, where do you go from here with your... WWW career you lost your debut it's a huge match a lot of eyeballs were on the on the match here and you end up losing it Um, what do you do from here
1: the haters they'll say Jim Jones uh, we hate him and you know I can't pay attention to any of that stuff because I won I am a winner and I am doing exactly what everyone, uh, including Jim Jones, expected in this match. I rose to the top. I'm like the cream of the top. Cream uh, Haters are failures. Got to fight them all.
0: Jim, is there any concern at all about you suffering a concussion during this match? I mean, you've, you've sa- said in the past, and it's been documented, you've had thousands of concussions over the course of your career. Is this one too many?
1: No one touched my head. There was no, this was, that was the stipulations of the match. No one is supposed to touch my head. Don't touch my hair.
0: We get some medical guys over here. Um, Mike, I want to go to you real quick before we wrap this up because it looks like we need uh, some actual medical attention here for for Mr. Jones. Mike, does this put any doubt in your mind about training under Jim Jones? No, absolutely not. And and um, I, I I I think
2: according to um oh here they here they come. Uh, see see you later, Master Jones. Have a, I'll see you. I'll be taking care of you tonight. I'll, I'll see you later. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, Scabs, this, this, um, it's got me a little worried because I thought he was kind of indestructible and, uh, I thought we were onto something real good and, uh, just the things I've, I mean, I'm, I'm washing half my body and letting the other just turn green and I haven't had a drop of water in almost a month. I mean, it's like, is this the way to get where you need to go? I mean, I, I don't remember a lot of the second half of the match, but I mean, here we are and I, I know this doesn't feel like victory, so I don't know. I mean, uh I'm going to follow through. I'm not a quitter. I will take care of um of that gigantic beautiful man, but um yeah, yeah, let's let's stick
0: with the comment of let's see. Uh I don't know, man. While I have you here kind of sidebarred a little bit. Walk us through real quick what you're trying to do ringside. We heard the clip earlier in the highlight, so we we knew we know what you said. But walk us through the the motive behind it.
2: Well, there's a lot of adrenaline going on, and you know my history with adrenaline. You ride it, you know, you ride it like a like a tidal wave. And, and Mr. Jones, he's been talking to me a lot about the tantric breathing and how the breathing keeps us, you know, rhythmically clear and uh, centrally related, and it's very very good stuff. And so I'm just kind of clicked into my mind to uh, do the breathing, but also almost layer on top a little bit of a caring lullaby in the form of a great 60s ballad was it unorthodox according to his teachings Uh, it's debatable am i someone who stands behind his moves i'd say a hundred percent so yeah it's uh you don't know what happens um in the ring or actually i should probably say you don't really know what happens um around the ring because i don't i don't i didn't get in really that makes you uh take charge of a situation and you know what he's standing and he's he's in great shape now so uh i guess uh thank you to the wonderful world of uh of uh sung song
0: we'll leave it there and we'll follow up more with you next week mike and uh hopefully jim jones is okay at the, uh, in the future um but mike mike moore and on behalf of jim jones thanks for joining the podcast again guys and uh we'll talk to you mr moore next week oh, can't wait man scabs for life mike moore everybody and jim jones sort of
4: hey guys we always want to keep the podcast free for everybody out there so if you're interested in sponsoring us in the future you can visit us at www.legitwww.com or visit us on twitter and instagram and now a word from our sponsors
1: rural romance and coffee roasters not only do we brew the best coffee but we employ the best romance authors this side of main street Our award-winning collective of passionate purveyors, Romantica, will soon your deepest desires for love, and our roast will keep you at attention for every juicy detail. Titles like Foam to the Brim, A Whole Latte Love, and our most popular title, Crema, My Heart. So if you're feeling the frisk of romance and need a passion, pick me up. Come spend a little time with us on Main Street, so you can spend a little time with you at home. Rural Romance & Coffee
0: Roasters takes full responsibility for any spontaneous throws of passion in a public or private setting. Now let's take a look at the developing news stories from the past week in Worldwide Wrestling of the World.
4: We have an update on Jim Jones's condition following this week's match. He posted to social media that he received his 28th and 29th concussions in the match, but that he quote, shook it off. He also encouraged his fans not to worry because 29 is an even number, which we all know is lucky. This was understandably less comforting than he hoped it would be. He also let us know that he has been recovering at Mike Moore's house and Mike has been nursing him back to health as part of his training regimen. This week, the fan campaign for WWE to finally add a women's division got a huge boost in the form of a trending hashtags hashtag why not and hashtag body slam the patriarchy. A plea from a talented group of female wrestlers was retweeted by Angela Merkel, of all people, but didn't really gain any traction online until it was shared by Kylie Jenner. Seriously, though, why not? This should not be a difficult decision in this day and age. But as usual, WWE continues to drag its feet. And apparently it's knuckles.
3: And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Everything must go!
3: Everything?
0: Everything! Hey folks, you know who I am and what I sell, and I don't have much time to tell you that everything must go. We're talking 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%, 90%, even 100% off select items. I'm in way over my head, and I want you to help me out. We've got what you're looking for, who you're looking for, and even items we didn't know we had, and I want to sell them to you at a low, low price. Everything must go! Everything? Everything! We're liquidating our liquids. We're holding nothing back. We got boxes in the back that haven't seen daylight in ten years and we want you to buy them. Our return policy is terrible and we offer no money back guarantee and I'm telling you folks, I need your money. You can't call it a going out of business sale because we're in the business of discounting these products and business is a booming. Come down to our store on Main Street and I'll personally take your money. Everything must go!
1: Hey, this is Muff Baker. You're listening to Worldwide Wrestling of the World. Get stoned, get boned, like and subscribe. Don't Bogart those ratings, man. Well, folks,
3: we have the first pay-per-view back at the WWW since that very eventful Wrestler Mania. And my God, this one will never be forgotten. There's a lot to talk about here. We're going to try to go through this as quickly as we can because we know you have places to be that is certainly not listening to us. So, I want to start real quick with the Trace Hombres Rancho Rando's repeat match. Is this even worth talking about? Scabbard, go. No. Okay, moving on. Jim Jones' debut. Seeing Mike Moore alongside Jim Jones, I personally was hoping this wasn't going to be the case, but here we are. As expected, Karen Cage ruined everything, but... To me, at least, I was surprised at her light touch with her healing hands. Can someone fill me in on this American essential oil wrestling? I'm not sure if they have that in Canada, Frankie. Is that something that you're familiar with?
4: I am not. I... Did some research after the fact, and there is sort of a school of thought that uh, certain essential oils can help with your prowess in various athletic competitions. We don't know what exactly she used to uh, massage into Gideon's temples, but some of the research that I did suggested that some of the ingredients might be not exactly 100% kosher. And I don't mean pork. I mean, potentially some sort of uh, performance enhancing drugs. It's unclear at this point. Watching it, we were close enough to smell things, and it did smell of lavender. I can tell you that.
3: That's what I got. I got a lot of lavender. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some hibiscus in there. I couldn't quite put my nose on it. Yeah,
4: there was something tropical. Definitely an undertone of something tropical. Whatever it was, you know, it definitely seemed to bring Gideon too.
3: Well, next up, we had uh, another interesting matchup. We got to see Berserker in action yet again. The fans are loving it. They love this vacuum thing. I know personally. I was happy to see the vacuum come down the ramp. I was happy to be wearing my Dyson shirt. It's just uh, love being part of that crowd, part of that energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like seeing Berserker, and I, I, do love the, the Dyson. Um, I haven't got my shirt yet. Oh, still no? Wait, r- really? Nope.
3: I mean, I had a couple extra mediums. I scalped them. I, I really thought you had yours. I, I- didn't get a text. Or anything from you about about you having extra mediums. You just uh, you know what they say about assuming stuff, but that, you know it's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna have to talk with my skywriter. I'm gonna have to have a talk with him. That's just this is unacceptable. I I really apologize. Uh, that 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 message went up, and I really thought you would have seen that.
0: While we're talking here, I'm I've been on the uh, www store. I just keep refreshing the page. I'm hoping that that sold out is going to switch to add to cart at some point you know, and they didn't have any at the show. We were there live the, um, that they sold out almost immediately. I got there pretty early too. And I thought that I was uh, going to get a chance to get that shirt. It's fine. Yeah. It's adult
4: fine. Um, medium for men is a, is tough to come by. A lot of the, uh, as we know, a lot of the kids at the shows are, ugh, what's the right word? Abundant. And so they tend to need, you know, a slightly larger size than, than what they can get in kid size. So they do tend to sell it pretty fast of the adult mediums just to be able to keep the, uh, wrestling fans' kids in the merch.
3: Well, that wasn't the only disappointment from this pay-per-view. For me, personally, the largest disappointment was the grill marks match and the fact that Joey Pepperoni just couldn't finish his grilling. Those meats smelled so damn good. Yes, they did. But besides that, the grill marks match was just very unexpected in a lot of ways. I want to cut to Frankie here and see what she has to say about the Girl Marks match.
4: Yeah, thank you. I think there were a couple points in the match where the implements that were being chosen didn't make a lot of sense. Like at one point, Tony Moly did pick up a basting brush which, you know, it was right next to a bunch of implements that were clearly sharp and dangerous, so that didn't make a lot of sense. And then, obviously, sort of the elephant in the room is Tony's poor decision-making, which I I think really did cost Joey Pepperoni the match. What do you guys think about that?
0: I mean, I I still have the smell of burning flesh in my nostrils. Um, Also
3: delicious. Oh, also, I mean, terrifying. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, terrifying is, is the word I think we want to go with when we're talking about burning flesh. Yeah, haunting. There's a little bit in me that applauds Tony Baloney, and then that's a little tough for me to say, but. I don't know if it's loyalty or stupidity, but one way or another, he did risk life and limb. And, uh, you know, that's something to, that's something to show at least a little bit of respect for. But
4: the decision to do it was one thing to not understand what was happening going in. But then once you're climbing it and actively being burned, you'd think he would have rethought it. I have to imagine it also affected Max Tang, who, you know, has been a fantastic champion for a really long time and, uh, you know, lost his title tonight in no small part, I think, because of the distraction that uh, Tony Bologna created.
3: To me, the most surprising surprising part was obviously the burning but he was almost frozen there he, he gripped on and he couldn't let go and it was searing into his skin and he could see the blistering right on his hands just peeling back that layer upon layer as the skin smell slowly seeped through the audience is really ripping into our nostrils that sweet succulent smell of burning flesh uh, that Terrible, odorous smell of burning flesh is, is yeah. what I said. It was, it was, it was pungent. It was like a bug in a bug zapper. Really,
0: you know, it mm-hmm. just kind of just stayed there and, and, held uh, and held them. Yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't
3: smell good. No, no, not good.
0: Right? I mean, your primary diet is dirt, so I'm curious why you're. We've
3: been through this. It's soil. I'm not some garbage worm. Let's move on from the grill Marks match. It's it's making me hungry. I want to talk real quick about some of this news segments. I know this has been a long one, but hashtag why not? This seems like a social media campaign that hopefully will actually work. I want to hear from Frankie Diamond here. Frankie, you've been in touch with the social media people. I'm not really great on social media. I don't know how to use it that much. It's hard without having thumbs. Tell me, is this something that can actually sustain us? Can, can we see some real change from this?
4: Yeah. I mean, these there's a couple of hashtags that are really taken off. We know that people at WWW do pay attention to what's trending. There's a couple hashtags here that are really setting the internet on fire right now. And I I definitely understand why you don't follow it as much. And just to do the shift and get the hashtag on there would be difficult.
3: Frankie, what does the internet smell like when it's on fire?
4: Kind of smells like anger
3: and loneliness. Doesn't smell very tasty. No,
4: it's not appetizing. But I mean, you know, we've got you've got actual celebrities. It seems like uh, a lot of female celebrities are stepping forward in particular and and sort of demanding uh, that we finally get this women's division that we've all been asking for a long time. Hashtag body slam the patriarchy. That's all I got to say.
0: Frankie, I'm curious. Do you feel like, I mean, WWW has been around for, you know, uh, close to almost 200 years, something like that. It's almost as old as the country, really. That's a long time to get something really wrong. Why would they all of a sudden implement a, a women's division? As we all think they should. But do you feel like it's kind of a lost cause or do you feel like this is, uh, is going to gain some ground?
4: I feel like hashtag why not sums it up. There's no downside, I don't think, to having a women's division. There's very much a downside to n- still not having a women's division after all this time. If the framers of the Constitution and the uh, government is caught up a little bit in that 200 years uh, and your wrestling promotion hasn't, you got to take a look at yourself and figure
0: out why. How do we not make sure that they're just these kind of... uh, How do we make sure they're taken seriously? Right.
4: Uh, I think that um, everybody out there uh, just needs to take it seriously, essentially. I mean, they're incredibly impressive athletes, and I think that that's clear. If you get to see them fight, I think that the costuming definitely comes into play i would prefer not to see any gimmicks that are based solely on there being a woman because that's not really necessary we don't really have any male wrestlers where their whole gimmick is that they're a guy but there's a a lot of ways you could do it wrong Uh, but the biggest way you can do it wrong is to not try at all i think
3: why not hashtag why not hashtag why why not? not frankie that was great i would love for you to take us out
4: all right. That sounds great. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to what comes next. I'm hoping that the Women's Division comes to fruition. If you uh, like the podcast, give us a review, uh, give us a like, share it with your friends. It really helps us out. Uh, not to sound too desperate, but we are in actuality desperate.
0: Is that the catchphrase? We are desperate?
4: Uh, y- yes. Oh,